And good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sister to Sister. This is Trish Carr with Women's Prosperity Network. And I'm thrilled to be here again this week with another real story of a woman who has experienced racism in her everyday life. And the idea of this broadcast is to really share real experiences and real emotions of what happens when people are faced with racism on a daily basis. You know, it's, it's easy for us to say, oh, you know, it, it, it exists systemically, but we really don't have the opportunity to hear from real people on what happens in their daily lives. So that's the goal, is for us to expand our thinking, to be open-minded, and to hear the real experiences. So who I have with me today, I'm so honored to have with me today Juanita Johnson. And Juanita B. Johnson is a lifetime member of Women's Prosperity Network. We've known each other for a long time now. She's from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, one of my all-time favorite places in the entire world. Southern Louisiana is the place. Best food in the entire world. And best people, really great people. So let me tell you a little bit about Juanita, and then we're going to get right into it. Juanita serves others through the celebration of unrecognized African-American achievement. As a sought-after storyteller, she brings the power and strength of Black history to life through fascinating and inspirational biographies. And these are stories, ladies and gentlemen, that you would not hear otherwise because they're handed down from generation to generation. And unlike traditional history presentations, which rely on dry facts and dates, Juanita introduces us to the dilemmas and dramas faced by those who came before. She also shares how knowledge of the past prepares us to experience success in the present. So you can always go to JuanitaBJohnson.com and learn more. And let me tell you, there are so many beautiful resources on Juanita's website for us to expand and learn about Black history. So Juanita, thank you so much for being with me today. I so appreciate it. Thank you so much, Trish, for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Now, for those of you listening, I'm hearing a little bit of static. We've been working on it, which is uh, trying to play with it, but you may hear a little bit of static. I'm gonna ask you to stay steady and just listen a little more attentively because what Juanita's gonna share it's her own personal experience. So Juanita, go ahead and take it away, my friend. Well, good morning, everybody. I hope everyone is having a beautiful Tuesday. I accepted Nancy's invitation and I wasn't quite sure what I was going to share, but Spirit did lead me to a situation that has continued to occur in my life and it's painful. It started when I was in high school. I befriended a young woman who was of majority race, she was white. And in the pecking order that happens during the high school experience, she probably would not have been in the 10 club. She probably would have been in the one or two club. But I really liked her, we got along great. You know, we talked about things that you talk about in high school, teachers, boys, homework boys, <laughs> uh, sports boys. <laughs> and when we, when we talk, go, go home and you know have dinner, finish our homework and everything, we get on the, the telephone and talk some more. I thought that we were really close. I caught a lot of friendly golf from my, my black friends 
because again, she wasn't in the um, acceptable crowd. But I, I liked her. I, I really thought a lot of her. When I went off to high, when I went to college, one of the first people I called when I came home for a weekend was was uh, this particular young lady. And she told me that she had gotten engaged. And I couldn't believe it. I mean, within six months, she had gotten engaged. And I was, I asked her when was the wedding because I wanted to make sure that I came home for the wedding. And then after a little stumbling around, she shared with me that I wouldn't be able to come to the wedding. And I wouldn't be able to come to the wedding because her parents did not realize after all the years I've been calling there that I was black. And apparently as a black person, they did not have any time for me uh, as a human being, regardless if I had been friends with their daughter for three or four years. And that really stung. But you know, I accepted it and unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I don't know, uh, since that particular time we have not spoken because it was just too painful an episode to, to comprehend at age 18. Then I started in, in my career and by the time I was about my late 20s, early 30s, I had the dream job that I had always wanted in cable television and I befriended a young woman who I saw a great deal of potential in and who had some situations in, in her background that had undercut her confidence. And I, I really liked her. I thought she was very talented and I poured as much as I could pour into her um, as, as possible. And we had an incident at, at the business that happened while I was on vacation. It was with one of, one of my employees, but as manager, I was responsible for what, what occurred. I had shared with her some knowledge that I had, I thought that I was speaking to her as I had always spoken to her confidentially, but the minute, the opportunity to make herself look like a hero to the men who were in, uh, concerned with this issue, she spilled her guts. And she said things that only I knew, she knew because I had told her, no one else knew except for myself. And that was the second betrayal. And that stung. Uh, and it, and it, st it still stings, but I can better accept it because I know people will do what they feel they need to do to satisfy their own particular needs. And then the, the last experience happened within the last decade or so. I met a woman who spiritually I felt was my sister. Um, Jess, we just, we just hit it off and we had a great time. We were, we were, she was a consultant at the firm that I was working for. We uh, spent weekends together. She traveled with my family down to New Orleans. Uh, I didn't do my usual routine in New Orleans. I you know, played tour guide for her and we uh, just had just a really great time. I invited her to my mother's big social event in, in December, she had a great time. Everybody accepted her. She loved it. And I noticed that she'd always invite me to come home with her, but she would invite me to come to her, her, her summer home in the mountains, which she lives in a state that's not very accessible from any point in the United States, but from Louisiana, it was even worse. So then finally, I said, well, okay, you know what? I'm going to come to where, where you live, and then we can just drive up to the, the mountain together. And then so I didn't get her crickets. So then I said it again on another call, and then I realized that she was not strong enough to let the people who she socialized with on a daily basis know that she had a friend that was black, because she had shared with me that they were not very fond of, of, of black people. 
but I again thought that our friendship was strong enough that who cares what, what your friends think you know this is you and I we've had a great time together and that is a, that is a recent thing and it's, I've only realized that um, my skin color is a hindrance from our having a relationship outside of Louisiana and on the telephone and for me this is not systemic racism it's personal racism but it hurts in the fact that I am not a public advocate that will go out and delineate the ills of what is happening to uh, communities of color. I believe in one-on-one -on -one diplomacy, talking to people in the one-on-one, -on -one, challenging people's assumptions, presenting facts, data, stories. But, and as a personal uh, diplomat, as, as I tend to term myself, it, it is a sting when I believe that I'm in a relationship with someone that is open and whole and we're sharing and we're supposed to be sisters in this journey of life. And then when an opportunity comes to take this relationship public, and I mean public in terms of introducing it to the majority population, there seems to be an issue. Or there seems to be uh, an element of betrayal if that will keep me in good standings with the majority population. Wow. So I'm not really sure what learnings can, can occur from this, but I would say that if any of you have relationships with Black women or your children have relationships with other Black children, please be careful of how you weigh the value of that relationship versus your social standing with either the ambiguous other unknown general society or even your close friends and neighbors or even family members because black people are group orientated, family orientated, um, emotionally more vulnerable, I feel in some instances, especially in relationships that, that are cross-racial relationships. And when you turn off a person who is open to reaching across the chasm to have a friendship and they are betrayed, that can have lasting damage. You know, it's been, I, this, I started on this journey in high school, I was 13 years old, now I am mm, years old, <laughs> and it has continued to happen. You know, I, I can try to delude myself and say, well, maybe I didn't pick the right person. No, I picked the right people. We were, we were, we were at good times together. Uh, I, I, I never even thought that um, my color was an issue. And perhaps my color was not an issue for them, but for the people who they valued, my color was an issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. That's, I can't change my color, and I won't change my color. Who I am is Juanita B. Johnson, born to Betty L. Johnson, Lamar L. Curvin, and I would have it no other way. I, I, I accepted them for who they were and their parentage and their ups and downs. But it seems like the, the olive branch wasn't extended. It, it broke at the time when it was really needed. Uh, Juanita, wow. You know, when you first started sharing this story and I was thinking, okay, well, that was a long time ago and it was in the South. And, you know, I did what most white people do is I started to rationalize, oh, that doesn't happen anymore. But when you brought it up to as recently as the last decade, probably more recently than that, it, 
it shocks me. <laughs> it shocks me. So first of all, I'm sorry that that happened. I'm, I'm, I'm truly, truly to the bone, sorry that that happened. And number two, I want to say thank you for reopening those wounds to share them here. I don't take it lightly that you're actually like scratching at a wound and opening it up again when you share this. So I just want to say I thank you for that. I respect you, especially your willingness to come here and share. So I appreciate it so much. You know, you tell stories to pass down history. And, you know, I always like to leave our viewers with a call to action, some way that they can educate and learn. And, um, you know, one of the things I'm recommending now is a YouTube series by uh, a former NFL football player. And the name of the series is Conversa Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. So I really recommend all of us start paying attention to that. In fact, Oprah Winfrey just did on Apple Plus an interview with him. Um, what would you say would be a good way for people to start opening up and seeing what they can't see now? I think given where we are in the world, this is an and a lot of respected organizations have put together resources that uh, are available for free and meet various learning styles. The Schoenberg Center, which is the library in Harlem, a part of the New York Library Association, it has a list of video, audio, and uh, reading resources that anyone can access. Uh, the African American History, the National African American History Museum in Washington, D.C., they have uh, beautiful online uh, learning opportunities, and they also have lists of resources, books, videos, uh, artifacts, and things stuff. that people can 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 act can access to increase their knowledge. And basically, the the message that I always try to impart to people is that. The only thing that is different is that my skin has more melanin than your skin. I still have the same heart, liver, kidney, brain. Uh, I have the same emotions. I have good habits, I have bad habits, I have blind spots, I have weaknesses. But the only thing that's different is my skin just has a, a, a natural and permanent tan. Fortunately, I don't have to run out to the beach and burn and <laughs> buy creams and things like that. Everyone, I got my tan and I'm ready to go. And that's something that, that's very different. So if the way you treat your white girlfriends, if you could extend that same courtesy and that same understanding, because there are times when in every, every relationship there's a rockiness, there are patches that have to be crossed, but don't dismiss a person or not stand up for a person if they're really your friend. Uh, when 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 the rubber meets the road, if if you can't stand up and advocate for the value of a black life, then I'm not sure who else can because you've had experience, a close personal experience, or some kind of experience with a black person that's more than hello, how are you doing? As you walk down the street to pick up the the newspaper or to drop off some mail in the mailbox. 
Thank you. I really appreciate you. I know that you have an ebook with some great stories. Is that something you'd like to share with those who are watching? Yes, if you go to www.juanita, middle initial B, Johnson, at that website, you can download a free ebook that looks at a couple of historical personalities that are my personal favorites. Not only did they do interesting and heroic things, but they did, did things that made all of America better. Um, Great. I'll put that, I'll put taken, the link in the comments for sure. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Trish. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Juanita. I really appreciate you. I love you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. And know that you touched many hearts today with your stories. So thank you so much. Appreciate you. Everybody, make You're sure you go to Juanita B. Johnson. So say that again, Juanita. I'm just wishing everyone a, a good afternoon and a, and a terrific week. Yes. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for being with us. Go to JuanitaBJohnson.com and download that great ebook and learn some stories about African Americans that you probably didn't even know ever happened that made a significant difference for all of us in our country. Thank you, Juanita. I appreciate you. Have a fantastic day, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.